Welcome, listeners, to the World World Podcast. Hi. That was Jack. <laughs> yeah. I'm Dean. I'm Carrie. Carrie. It's her, her turn to come up with something probably about murder, mayhem, death, myst- mysterious. Sure, sure. But something that's going to be a huge down. Am I right, Carrie? <gasps> Not sad. No wow. mayhem. No murder. No mayhem. Might be a smidgy death, but it's not a about a death. Smidgy death. Is that a and no mystery? From, no mystery. Nope. Okay. Well, that's not a good way to sell it. <laughs> I know it has none of this. What you all like and tune in for? None of it. So. Oh, but is this going to be a, a happy, positive, uplifting okay. story? <laughs> yeah, but if it's a story about the founding of the Girl Scouts or something like ah, that, I don't know. That no, that's but that's really... probably a weird story. Okay. Make it weird. I, yeah, I'll right. have to look into it. No. Have you guys heard of the the hot new parenting movement called, I don't know if it's new, but free-range parenting? Chickens? I've free-range heard only kids. In, in relation to chickens, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Seriously? You've never heard of free-range parenting? Um, no. You know, vaguely. Well, Is that what you let your kid have really long hair and they become actors when they're youth, but not in their adulthood, and they... When they are directed, they ask if they should have um, <laughs> complex characteristics. Oh, my goodness. Simple characteristics at the audition. No. Okay. It's basic characteristics. Basic. Whatever. <laughs> but anyway, I don't think so. Free range parent, the free range, I think the um, whole thing stems from this woman. Her name's Lenore Skenazy. Lenore Skenazy. She's okay. not integral to the story, no. but she was a former New York Sun columnist, and she wrote a column about letting her nine-year-old son find his way home alone on the New York okay. City subway system. Girl, okay. no. <laughs> Listen, Lenore, with that's, your son Kyle, our trip. I don't know what his name was. Okay. But that's free-range parenting. And obviously she was attacked mercilessly, I'm sure. As she should be. And she was coined America's worst mom. Mm-hmm. So it started, you know, the controversy around f- this free-range parenting philosophy, which is said to help children build confidence, and it turns them into and responsible, capable adults with stellar problem-solving if skills. If they reach adulthood. <laughs> Literally, if they don't get fucking that's snatched terrible. on the side that's of the... horrible. I mean, that's, I know. you can teach responsibility and things like that without putting your child at... at Insane risk, which Bitch. in New York, for real. Well, I mean, come on, that's just give yes. him a goldfish, you know, sure. give it a hermit crab, <laughs> not a fucking throw it into the city. Let him find their way in from Them. the backyard or from something like that. Or yeah, 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 like like when we got out, like when Aaron got out that one time, and she just had to find her way back, and our poor babysitter <laughs> okay. was terrified. Okay. She was in the courtyard, so but exactly, it probably built home. a little bit of character. Wait, I you're misremembering that story. It was you who got out. No. There's multiple times. No, we've we've about, got out different times. The time where we closed the garage yes. on Erin in the courtyard, and she goes, okay, well, I guess I live here now. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a free-range child, and she yeah. was like four. That was us. She had to walk around. Not the babysitter. Okay. We'll discuss <laughs> later. Anyway. <laughs> yes. Anyway, obviously, in modern America, if you decide to practice free-range parenting, you have to consider your local and state laws, which vary anywhere between like you in, uh, where is it? I think Georgia, you're allowed to, oh, Delaware and Georgia, eight, wow. year, eight years old is the limit. You can 
leave an eight-year-old home alone. But you, they can also get married at that age in Georgia, so I don't know that that's relevant. For... In some places, Colorado, it's 12. Illinois, it's 14. California doesn't have an age. I was so... going to say, I didn't know that states even had like yeah. a legal age for leaving I... your kids at home alone. I thought some it was do, just like a most, discretionary thing. Most don't. Yeah, but they're thinking like home alone in the in the locked exactly. house, not to wander around the streets of Manhattan. Like a latchkey kid. Not yes, like a, I'm sure that's true. Throw them on the sure. subway you in New leave. York City. Even in Georgia and Delaware, they don't leave their nine-year-old in a, a town, you know, in this in somewhere on the other side of the town, and say, "Come on, find your way home." Well, probably Being bad, not. Use your magnetic sense like a homing pigeon. No, you know why? Humans don't have that. God. But anyway, it's I actually have heard of this before. Yes, not as free-range parenting. I had a teacher who talked about his parent dropping him off in the, oh. the depths of I don't remember where it was. I think it was Utah or some shit. Yeah. He was a weirdo. Yeah, <laughs> I've heard of he that was. too. And you know, make your wait. Didn't we have this on a podcast episode before? What? what? Like some parent took his young children out into the woods and left them there and said, okay, make your way home. I don't think so. I think huh? that was, <laughs> I think it was Ross Perot with his vice presidential candidate <laughs> in 1992, James Stockdale. I believe that's what? what you're thinking of. Well, honestly, I think there is oh, a happy oh, medium. That was cut. your parents with your chicken, <gasps> I want to say Skippy, who peanut 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 butter? Who, when they in actuality the killed skin. it and ate it, they told Carrie that they took it to a, the farm or something. Like mm-hmm. My mother was traumatized by having to pluck dead chickens as a young child on her grandparents' farm. There's no way in hell she would have. Well, I didn't say she plucked it. it. She had someone else. Do oh, okay, <laughs> girl. Come on. So now on to our but story. You ate your oh, chicken. Yeah. Uh, Let's just be clear. You ate your chicken. Yeah, okay. the breast and thigh. We absolutely did not eat our chicken. I don't <laughs> We're going to eat Loki eventually. (gasps) No, we're not. Too far. Okay. Okay. We are going way back Uh over 100 years ago. Okay. Before Lenore Skenazy. Well, I don't think it was called Free Wins Parenting then. Ever thought about. It it was called Childhood, I believe, at that time, (laughs) 100 years ago. Well, you'll see. We're going to talk about the Abernathy family. Okay. Specifically... The two Abernathy boys. Their father was John, of course, because he was John. Everybody called him Jack. He Makes was perfect sense, by the way, yes, America. Born in 1876 in Bosque County, Texas, mm-hmm. to a father who was a veteran of the Confederate Army's Waco Rifles, mm. who you know fought and got injured and all that. Was taken prisoner of war, mm. and his wife, Kitty Williams Thompson. Abernathy, everybody had multiple names. She was the widow of a Confederate soldier who already had four sons and two daughters when she, she, when she married wow. Jack wow. Abernathy's dad. Surprising. Out of nine total, I mean, three, obviously. Well, and then with her new Army veteran husband, had five more children. Good Lord. Oh my God. Jack Abernathy was the baby. Jack Abernathy grew up to become quite a character of the Wild West. He worked as a saloon pianist in Sweetwater, Texas at the tender age of six. What? It'd be like that back then. Six are you kidding me? Get to work. What do you, how, how much money are you bringing into the household? Basically, either that or the coal mines. I'd choose the yeah. piano, you know too. What? I'm going to play piano. He happened to survive a gun battle, I'm assuming, in at the, the saloon. Seven. I mean, it's a saloon. Because it left gun bullets in or bullet holes in his piano. Oh. 
I like gun bullets. I don't know. Gun bullets. <laughs> gun bullets. Okay. It seems, yeah. Well, his mom made him stop. Um, really? Playing the piano. Oh, there's going to be some gunfight in well, Texas yeah. saloons. Occupational yeah. hazard. Uh, just, yeah. Well, then uh, when he was nine, he became a full-time range rider on the AKX Ranch. Okay. And that's so much more safe. <laughs> <laughs> Nine-year-old range rider. What does a range rider do anyway? I'm he, not exactly I'll sure. tell you what he did. Okay. He patrolled the fenceless prairie with a thirty-eight pistol because a forty-five was too heavy. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm gonna assume there is a Abernathy. Who is this person again? His this name's is Jack Abernathy. Jack Abernathy. I'm gonna assume that Jack Abernathy is the source of of this, right? <laughs> Maybe. I, you know, there's a I memoir involved. That's there are many memoirs. Was he on and Oprah? Stories about this. Okay. He becomes. A well-known character. Uh-huh. At the age of 15, he won a job as a top bronc buster <laughs> and first saddle at the J.A. Ranch. These are, you just yeah. said a lot of words. <laughs> well, it's like, the, sure it's like the first flautist in a symphony or yeah. something like that. First He's seat. the first saddle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. Busting all the Bronx. Busting Bronx. <laughs> oh, no. 15 year Bronx Buster. Buster. His balls hadn't dropped yet, so it was fairly safe for him. 15? They, later back then. It was, well, was, everything was later. When he was 18, he fell in love with a pretty gray-eyed music teacher named Jesse Pearl Jordan. Hmm. And he had to devise an elaborate plan to elope with her because I'm assuming her parents would not approve. This was in March 1894 for your handy dandy timeline over there. 1894. Got it. They would eventually end up having six children, Ugh. four daughters, great names. Here they come. Oh, nope. Matilda. Kitty. Like it. That's after his mom. Yeah. Golda. Golda. So one was She's Jewish. She's my favorite. Interesting. Uh, they called her Goldie, but Goldie. Uh, she was born deaf. Oh. But they ended up taking her to a deaf school so oh. that she could be educated. Johnny was a daughter. Johnny was a daughter. Uh-huh. Interesting. And Sounds like they were already set in that name, regardless of the gender. And they said, you know what? We're keeping it. Probably. Right. And I think they called her Jack. Well, that's just... <laughs> just you know what? Because after the dad. I'm down for that. Yeah. Okay. All right. Right. Names and gender, it's yeah, all fucking... I don't have a problem. None of it's real. Right. Yeah. I want to be called Melinda. Go okay. for it. If, it's a good name. Hi, Melinda. Okay, thank you. And Jesse Pearl was the youngest daughter. Jesse oh. Pearl. See, they have no... Cre- I'm, I'm going to say there is a lack yeah. of creativity. Yeah. They are just saying, yes. okay, who do we know already? We're taking your name. <laughs> That's a, we have a long history of that. Nah, it's just... People do that a lot. I'm saying, yeah. look up, go on names.com, okay? Yeah. You can do it. Well, I like the name Pearl. You know, you have a grandfather named Pearl. But she's Jesse Pearl. Notice the grandfather named Pearl. So yeah. there you go. Gender... Yeah. Busting names way back in yeah. Carrie's yeah. past. There. Gender busting. No, you, your busting. past. Oh, that was my your grandfather. Cr- yeah. What? My grandfather's name was Pearl. Yes. I yeah. should. I feel like I should know that. No, it's my mom's actual grandfather. Yes. From Nebraska on your, my dad's side. Your father's father. It was Pearl. Yes. See, I never called him Grand. I never called him Pearl. Well, I, I don't think I met him actually. <laughs> Apparently not. <laughs> uh, wow. Did not know. That. You think that would have come up though? I don't know. Well, in there, they also had two little boys named Louie, who was called Bud. Okay. <laughs> Why name someone if you're not going to call him that? And Temple, Temple, who was named after Sam Houston's youngest son. Temple Houston. Temple. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Who they, he, they called him Temp. Temp. Okay. Yes. Well, 
So he Jack like, the dad he became... Felt he, so he's good at busing. He did some uh, counting. He did some light <laughs> typing. It's a temp. Well, he'll become good at a lot, a lot of things. Temple uh, uh, Abernathy? It is Abernathy, right? Uh-huh. Visit the Abernathy. Abernathy. Jack, the dad, would become somewhat famous for his ability to jump from horseback and wrestle with wild wolves and coyotes. Okay. Bitch. <laughs> this guy is so full of shit. He'd, None of these things happen to him. He'd all. stick his hand in their jaws to immobilize them, then wire their muzzles shut no. and bind their legs. Nope, never happened. I'm sorry, Jack. From one Jack to the other. Wait, is <laughs> this, this is the younger no. Jack? Oh, this is the original Jack that yes. you started with, John Jack. Okay, yeah. yeah the one who had, was nine years old and six years uh-huh. old. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the six-year-old saloon piano. Killed 21 people Buster. before he was eight. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah, well, I'm. You know, well, he might have killed people yeah, I'm sure later, he but no, no, up no. till now, he hasn't <laughs> killed anybody. <laughs> what I'm trying to convey <laughs> is that Jack is full of I crap. know you are. Okay. And you need to just zip I it. know, chill okay. it. <laughs> <laughs> if you could have seen Karis, the veins in her neck <laughs> just came out with zip it. Let uh, the story happen. Okay, yes. Sorry, my bad, my bad. His wolf. Wait, Muzzling and binding skills. Muzzling, okay. Bitch, and, and you don't have to repeat every word that you're well, writing. Well, I want to make sure. And, and bears, too? There were bears involved. Did I hear no. bears? Oh, coyotes. No, ba- you literally did not. Wolves and coyotes. Coyotes, okay, got it. Well, that's more believable. Yes. These Barely. amazing <laughs> skills uh-huh. earned him the nickname Jack Catch him Alive Abernathy. Jack Catch him Alive. <laughs> oh, my God. And then he went on to create Pokemon. <laughs> And then he Catch also founded the city of Ketchumato. Well, this is in, did I say where they lived? Texas? This is, no, well, oh. he was born in Texas okay. and all that oh. jazz, but this oh, is in Jesus. Oklahoma. <laughs> what is that? What, what, I guess he was born in Texas and all that jazz. I, we, we were baffled by that, <laughs> but delightfully baffled. Okay. <laughs> all that jazz. All that jazz was his childhood and having family. Yes. Okay, got it. Yeah. Makes sense. Anyway, Oklahoma, before it was still it was a territory, it was the it was quote unquote not a state yet. Indian territory. I'm. Okay. Yeah. We what? now call the Native American territory. Yes. We don't. But no, it it's neither of those. Stories of Jack's unusual talent made their way to President Theodore Roosevelt. Okay. All right. Because, you know, he loved the West and he loved wild stuff and mm-hmm. all that jazz. Wild <laughs> stuff. He did. He did he love did. wild things. He did like National wild. parks. Yeah. So, in 1905, President Theodore Roosevelt came out to the Oklahoma His Territory. Mom? specifically Frederick, mm. to meet Jack, who at this time was 29 years old, at a wolf hunt. A wolf hunt. You know, hunt. as that's, you do. That's an awful statement. Mm-hmm. It is. It's awful that that phrase exists. I didn't read why they were having a wolf hunt, I'm to assuming. To kill wolves. Well, yeah, because of livestock. Not yeah. for sport, This is still when wolves had a bounty. And, I mean, they yeah. a nickel per head. I mean, it was, it was horrible. I've seen yeah. pi- literally piles of, of wolves. Yes. It's I'm, gross. Wolves. I am it's not horrific. endorsing. Let them kill your sheep, okay? You have enough sheep. Plenty of sheep. Roosevelt later described Jack as, quote, not more than five foot two, but he is built like an ox and his muscles are steel. Or oh, like steel. My God. <laughs> he's he's, he's like Wolverine. Yoked. He's like Wolverine. Uh-huh. Roosevelt was so impressed by Abernathy that <laughs> after the, the five day hunting thing in uh, Oklahoma Territory's big pasture, he declared, This beats anything I have seen in my life, and I have seen a good deal. What? So the next year, 
It was TR's blind spot. He was good on mm-hmm. like trust busting and founding wi- uh, national parks and things like that. But on the whole, killing wildlife, not so much. Yeah. Did he actually? Never mind. We'll go on. TR, I disagree. Yeah. Well, the next year, so now 1906, Roosevelt appointed Jack Abernathy the U.S. Marshal for the Western District of Oklahoma. Wow. He, I think he was the only U.S. Marshal in all of Oklahoma. And this made him, oh yeah, right here, my next sentence, the top federal law enforcement official in the state, mm. which wasn't a state yet. No. And he was granted a salary of $5,000 a year. Wait, Damn. what year is this? 1906. Okay, it's going to be a state the next year. Yeah, be about $158,000 in 2022 money, plus expenses. And this made him the youngest U.S. Marshal in history. Mm. Oh, wow. And the shortest. Yes. Well, <laughs> well, maybe. Who maybe. knows? People were shorter in those days. Five foot two? <laughs> they were. They were a little, but not that. 19 not as much as we think. Well, then, three months after the birth of Abernathy Baby Number Six. <laughs> that's, by then, that's what they named it, Abernathy Baby Number Six. They were... I think I think it was Jesse Pearl. Abernathy baby. Uh, the mom, Jesse Pearl, mm-hmm. died. Uh, rest in peace, Jesse Pearl number one. Of Bright's disease, which Ooh. is kidneys. Uh, That's not fun. No. no, no she was no, 30 no. years old. Oh. And she had children basically from 12 to three months old. Oh, God. Okay. All right, because Carrie prompts uplifting, and that's what she's Well, I didn't say there'd be no death. Right. I said there might be a little bit of death. Okay. Might be a little. Okay, so a little. I'm um, saying there's, there may be no more death. <laughs> I decree it. Okay, I promise. That was the death. little bit you get, okay? Mama only gets a little bit of death as a treat. <laughs> so Jack's father and sister stepped in to help him raise the children, but... By the next July, he found himself a new wife. Sure, oh. that's how you did it. You needed, you had children. You're a widower. You found a new wife. He was pretty much 29, I think, still, maybe that's 30, quick. 29 or 30. He eloped with uh, Miss Almira Purvain. I like that Ooh. name. Teenage daughter. She was 19, so she. It's not like she was. Yeah. But she was. She was well past marrying age then. Uh, why did they have to lope? Just she was the daughter of a wealthy farmer. Oh. And. Don't look at me for a clarification. Oh, the article said she was a junior in high school. At 19? Uh, yeah. A little bit of being held back. So Maybe she started real late. late. Yeah. A little bit. Yeah. She started late. Yeah. Anyway, she's helping the farm choice. Oh, she skipped a few because she had say, to help. Well, they had a hard year. Exactly. She took a year times. off yeah. to milk a few more cows. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a gap year that happens. in high school. A gap well, year. A couple of gap years. A few gap years. This marriage uh, would not last long. Oh. It lasted less than two years when Jack filed for divorce in April of 1910. It's too old. Just weeks after the arrival of their baby daughter. What the hell? Who they named for uh, President Roosevelt. Teddy. The- Theodora Lucille. Oh, okay. Oh. Could be called Teddy. Sure. Now. Why do you divorce? What, what happened? I Irreconcilable don't know. differences? Irreconcilable. Oh, uh, probably a good, good. Who knows? good job, Almira. You don't want to get saddled with probably. that many fucking kids. I know. Yeah. <laughs> At 19. Oh. So, I mean, she was only seven years older than her oldest stepdaughter. No. Mm-hmm. Crazy. That's I would it. die. Well, now we're on to the meat and bones of our story. Okay. This was just the prologue. Yes. A little bit of background. 
I told you Jack had two sons. Yeah, he did. Louis Bud. He was born in 1899, and Temple uh, was born in 1904. Oh. <clears throat> We're going to skip forward a few years. It's 1909. The mom has been dead a couple years. The boys are laying on the grass out, looking at the sky. You know, they're, they kind of rough and tumble little boys. Oh. And they're talking about going on an, an adventure and talking amongst themselves. They're nine and five. And they decide, let's ride our horses to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Okay. That- by ourselves to go see the governor's new mansion that on their a, dad has told them about. Just on a whim? Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I mean, a, they, they weren't going to leave right then. They no. were cooking up oh, this plan. okay. This is okay. It's just a few weeks ride or mm-hmm. something. I mean, so that would be fine. And then a couple nights later, they're out again. This must be what they do in the evening time. They're lying out well, on the grass. Again, no Xboxes. So. <laughs> no. Looking at the sky. This night, their dad Jack is with them. And they're kind of lying there, and they're also like kind of wrestling and playing around, being boys with their dad. And Bud says, you know, Dad, can we talk to you about something? And that's he can't get the words out. So Temple, the five-year-old, jumps in and tells their dad that, you know, now that school's out for the summer, they didn't want to just loaf around and do nothing. They wanted to have an adventure. They wanted to go somewhere far away. And the dad said, well, sure, you go places all the time. And they said, no, we want to go on horseback by ourselves to Santa Fe, New Mexico to see the governor's new mansion. The dad was, of course, a little bit taken aback. (laughs) He said, you know, we recently lost your mom. Your sisters and I would kind of miss you (laughs) if something bad would happen to you. That's really far. And it would be, you know, over some rough land and everything. And he said, uh, uh, you know, well, let me think about it. And so the next night, <laughs> they were doing the same thing. Wait, I mean, you are nine and five, so you guys are ready. <laughs> Let's, let me yes. see. He thought maybe they would just forget about it, probably. Yeah. Well, the next night, they brought it up again. So he said, okay, well, what's your plan? So the boys told him, here. Here's the map Bud drew, hand-drawn map. <laughs> Us, star, Santa Fe, a line to it. He had the route mapped out really? the nine-year-old. They said they would ride their horses. Well, one of them, Bud would have to borrow their dad's horse, Sam Bass, and Temple could ride Geronimo, who was a little pony. Okay. And Jack, being the good Wild West dad that he was, decided to seriously consider this request. He decided before he would say yes, he was going to give them a test by having them ride from their home in Guthrie, Oklahoma, to their. They had a ranch out in Frederick, Oklahoma. It was about 150 miles. He, so he let them ride on a horseback. 150 miles. They made it in good time with no problems. So he said, "Go, young sons." <laughs> From, How far is Santa Fe I was from Guthrie? It's like thirteen hundred miles. Good lord! Oh, I mean, so that would take. I mean, God. like a, I was, that would take a couple of weeks, wouldn't it, it? Yes, it would. At least. Jack had every confidence in their horsemanship. He did lay down some guidelines. First, he went to the bank and opened checking accounts for each of them, and he deposited a hundred dollars into each of their checking accounts, which would be about three thousand dollars today. Damn. 
And he would also give them a note to carry with their checkbooks that said they were not runaways. We are not runaways, and we can't read. Will you write us a check? <laughs> and here's, yeah, here's our money. There were rules. They had to promise they wouldn't ride more than 50 miles a day. Sure. They had to promise they wouldn't travel on Sundays. Oh, well, keeping the Lord's Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They were only allowed to carry $5 in cash on them, so they couldn't be robbed for their money. Okay. Uh, why couldn't they be robbed for $5? They I don't could know. be, and that's a... And they also had to promise they wouldn't go through rushing streams without a guide. Okay. All right. Some good ground rules mm-hmm. for kids to go 1,300 rules. miles. Yeah, 50 miles a day. Mm-hmm. That 50. No, I know. That's oh, okay. what I said. Yeah. 50 miles a day. That's still going to make the journey take so long. Yeah, I know. So on June 10th, I think, some accounts differ. 1909, they left from the federal building at 9 o'clock in the morning in Guthrie, Oklahoma, to Santa Fe, New Mexico. Um, like I said, Lewis... Louis, Bud, whatever, rode it's his father's Bud. horse, Sam Bass, and Temple rode the pony named Geronimo. Temple was so small at home to get on the horse, he'd have to get on the horse from the porch. Mm-hmm. But out, you know, on the ride, he'd have to climb up onto a stump. <laughs> so wherever they were, they had to make sure there was a stump so Temple could get on the horse. And then most times he would slide down the pony's front leg to get off <laughs> rather oh. than just drop yeah. to the ground from the saddle. Because they equivalent of a 14-foot <laughs> drop. So. Oh they God. rode without maps. Don't ask me why because, yeah. you know, they Bud had, had drawn a map. Come on, man. But they would watch the sun and ask directions as they went. Okay. Behind their bedrolls, they carried uh, bacon and oats for their horses, and they paid for food and hotel bills by check. Hmm. Smart. The checkbooks. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. They wore broad brimmed hats, long pants, and spurs, and they were able to stay in touch with their father through telegrams and occasional phone calls. Their journey became a big deal. It was carried not just by local newspapers, but by the New York Times. Oh, it's like that one little Dutch boy who went across the world. I don't know about that. No one knows you're talking about. You're making Uh, that up. Nope. We'll talk later. (laughs) They became so well-known that people would come out to greet them on their trip. Like in the cities that they're coming through? Their Instagram account blew up. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Huge. They're taking pictures of the sunset. This is actually day 15. (laughs) We're, I think we're in Mexico. I'm not completely sure. Attacked by natives. Coyotes. Well, their trip. Temple has been scalped. There were a few near disasters on this trip. Poor little Temple contracted diarrhea Ooh, by drinking happen. gypsum water. Gypsum water? Mm-hmm. Explain, please. I don't know. Water in gypsum? I guess. Why so. is that bad? Diarrhea? Well, no, gypsum water. I'm sh- I don't know. It had some kind of bacteria in it. Mm, probably had gerardia. Probably happened all the time. Uh, diarrhea, yes. Dysentery? Mm-hmm. Very common. And I've been told he basically had to be forced to stay in bed while he was sick. He wanted to to get up and go. Uh, Spread your dysentery all over the fucking southwest. (laughs) Don't think it was dysentery. You can have diarrhea without it being dysentery. Yeah, Jack, he's so insistent on dysentery. (laughs) Pooping all over the saddle. I can do it. Come on. Uh, Come on, bud. Let me go. 
Another uh, time he sprained both ankles trying oof. to dismount well, I, old what, Geronimo. Did, what did I say? <laughs> Basically. It's the equivalent of 14 feet. It's a long drop. It was bound to happen. You got you to spring. You got to bounce yep. like a cat. Yeah, do it on grass. Just mm-hmm. slide down Geronimo's leg. Well, you know. Geronimo well, kicked him. After they had made it into New Mexico, one night they were camping out, Uh-oh. and their camp became surrounded by wolves. Ooh. They built up the fire, and then Bud was forced to lie awake at night, firing his shotgun into the darkness toward the wolves that circled while, while Temple was sleeping. Mm, what, she's like, what happened? <laughs> Wait, sleeping through shotgun? Uh, really? Probably I mean, not. Sure, but a six-year-old can sleep through just about anything. He's six now? Okay, I'm less impressed. Oh, five or six. I don't know. I don't know what his birthday was. He had a birthday. There's a long journey. He might have. Uh, Yeah, I don't know. They ran out of both food and water between Uh, stops, and they were basically saved by the kindness of strangers on more than one occasion. When they made it into Roswell, the editor of the newspaper invited them to stay at his house, and when they made it to Santa Fe, the governor bought them new clothes. Oh, Gave them a tour of the city and let Temple slide down his stair rail. (laughs) And his horse's leg. (laughs) The governor was... Who was the governor? I do not know. Oh, because it might have been... No, it wasn't. No, we're not going to... No. Well, the guy who wrote (laughs) Ben-Hur was a governor of New Mexico at one time. But I think it might have been territory still. I'm I'm not sure. Interesting. Well, their dad, Jack, came out to meet them in Santa Fe. And then... Rode with them <laughs> wisely on a stagecoach, taking about three days. I was just about to say uh, if he, he probably was... took a train. Okay, oh, are you going to train? True, I forgot about trains. Or, you know, if you really wanted to see the mansion, could you have taken the train, kids? That would have been venture enough. I feel like. Yeah, I Big. would think so too. But they I didn't, didn't want to even... do that. They weren't train kids, okay. Dean. Right. They were they horse were kids. Horse kids. Okay. Well, and then the dad rode with them on the the ride back home as far as Las Vegas, New Mexico. Didn't know there was a Las Vegas, New Mexico. Sure. It means the Vegas, mm-hmm. little known fact. Well, from that point, he tried to get them to take the train home with him because, you know, he wasn't going like, to keep riding. Ah, I'm doing that shit. <laughs> this kid's going to get diarrhea, and I am picking that shit up. But they wanted to keep riding on horseback. And Stupid. They wanted to take a different route. Oh, it was an adventure. Yes, it was. Well, this route. By way of Portland. Was rougher and more mountainous, mm. and the thin air made it dif- more difficult for them to even do the 50 mm-hmm. miles a day, so mm-hmm. it would take them longer. At the Canadian River, they came upon a camp where they heard some men laughing and joking while they were branding cattle. So the boys asked them if they could spend the night with them. Well, this is going to take a terrible turn. And the men let them, fed them well, and then the next day... They Sold them into slavery. Warned the boys oh. to watch out for outlaws... And then followed them protectively for a ways, you know, out, out of their camp. Once the kids got back to Oklahoma, they were met by a big old marching band. Had like a parade down the street. <laughs> it lasted over three minutes. <laughs> they were a very big deal. And when they got home, their dad showed them a letter he had received. Uh-oh, ransom. <laughs> <laughs> they were... Oh, please tell me they're going to be ghosts and they're going to find their bodies somewhere. No. Oh, damn it. What? That, that would be death, and I told you. I know. It would no be oh, And I decreed. I said no more death. It'd yes. be more weird world, I'm just saying. Can we just change it so the they letter, die and these are ghosts? No. no. Okay. Was a note scribbled by the point of a lead-tipped bullet on a brown paper sack. 
addressed to the Marshal of Oklahoma, and it was delivered to the Jack Abernathy home. It said, I don't like one hair on your head, but I do like the stuff that is in these kids. We shadowed them through the worst part of New Mexico to see that they were not harmed by sheep herders, mean men, or animals. Sheep herders? Why would sheep herders be I, you know, those after these mean sheep herders? I think of sheep herders <laughs> as mean. I, think, I don't huh. know. That, it was, shit was different back then. It was the Wild West. Sheep herders had a bad rep? I didn't realize that. It was signed it, just with the initials A-Z-Y, mm. which were the initials of a rustler who had been in a shootout <gasps> With Jack Abernathy, oh. and whose friend was killed in that <gasps> shootout. So he was thinking about taking revenge on them, their kids, but he liked their gumption. He liked the cut of their jib, and he didn't take revenge. That's good. He yeah. was the outlaw. Jack. Or they were, they, he did kill them, and they're ghosts. <laughs> well, Jack was said to be tickled by the note. <laughs> And told his sons, it just goes to show you there's good in all men. He'd have killed me at the drop of a hat, but he was honorable to protect my innocent boys. You know what? You better, I'll give you that one. <laughs> Look, kids, you all, you plum almost got killed. Yeah. Some people thought that they were too young to some people take yeah. such a long, dangerous trip by themselves. Some, I am some people. Some people were aghast. When they returned from Santa Fe to back to Oklahoma, one woman, you know, at the big t- parade and stuff, yeah. asked them, where's your mother? Why would she let you go on wow. such a dangerous trip? That's a bit awkward. When Temple told her that their mother was dead, she screamed and, like, grabbed him to hug him. He, he said, <laughs> How you're terrifying oh, this five-year-old. He man. said this was scarier than anything that had happened on the ride. <laughs> Oh, God, not the screaming Karen. (laughs) He met the first Karen. Well, their dad had been receiving letters and photos from mayors of various towns along the kids' route, so he knew that they were safe and they were being cared for. And because of all the notoriety they got from their trip, they would become two of the best-known children in the world. One Ohio newspaper wrote, the Abernathy boys are beating all records for juvenile fame. They Since um, Hansel and Gretel, I believe, <laughs> they're the most famous. They oh, couldn't, Jack and Jill. They couldn't have become better known if they had got themselves kidnapped and ransomed. Oh, oh shit. Which, as a matter of fact, almost <laughs> happened. So when they got back, they you know, went back to elementary school <laughs> and began dreaming of their next big adventure. Y'all better stop it. <laughs> they're going to build taste. a boat and sail for Europe. As school was about to shut down for the next summer, the boys asked if they could go to New York City to witness a reception for Theodore Roosevelt, which was being planned to welcome his return from 15 months abroad on safari in Africa and speaking in the capitals of Europe. Wait, what year is this? This would be 1910. Oh, okay. So he's not president anymore. Yeah, it's okay. He's president. Like, you know what, Dan? I know I'm president, but I'm going to go on a, <laughs> a more than a year so far. Look back, see when I see you. No, it was after he okay. lost re-election, right? No, he didn't he run again. Oh. He's going to run again in 1912 and lose, <clears throat> but finish a close second impressively to Woodrow Wilson, as you know. Okay. Yeah, I knew all about that. Uh-huh. So they told their dad of this grand plan to go to New York City. Jack asked how they planned to pay for their train ticket, assuming this is New York. You're taking a train, right, Well, kids? we still got like 50 bucks left in our checking account. So Temple said, oh, it's all settled. Our round-trip tickets are out in the barn eating hay. Oh, that <laughs> clever little bastard. <laughs> Who said that, Temple? Yeah. He's like seven now? Yes. He's a smart ass. He said that 
the trip, even though it was longer, it would likely have better roads and more amenities. I'm sure he used that word, amenities. I'm positive he did. He's, <laughs> he's right, I suppose, right? I'm sure. Well, they did so well mm-hmm. on their trip to Santa Fe. But yeah. he's got to go, well, I guess he doesn't. He's got to go, he's, uh, no, yeah, yeah, it would be pretty much more doable than the mountainous, rough, unsettled southwest. Maybe. Sure. Mm-hmm. sure. I, you know, in fact, this strip in New York City, I'm not that impressed. The Santa Fe, that was impressive. Well, Pure distance, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, their dad agreed. Okay. Oh, and my Lord. they started planning. Easterners were fascinated by the Abernathys and... On their route, red carpets were enrolled, bands were assembled, and speeches were made. Nice. And er- the passive tense was used. <laughs> cities that they come into, they, you know, got grand receptions. Kids envied them, women adored them, grown men pulled <laughs> hair from their horses' tails to keep <laughs> as souvenirs. Which is a little bit gross. Yeah. Women loved them, the boys wanted to be them. They were huge. And uh, people would steal things. Like, you know, one time they got, one of them got their blanket stolen wow, from that's not like nice. under the horse's saddle and stuff like that. Yeah. They, they were like the Beatles of their time. Well, okay. <laughs> sure. So they still, even though they, you know, saw lots of people when they would make it into towns, they still had long, lonely yeah. stretches to go. In Hominy, Oklahoma, so not far into yeah. their trip, poor Geronimo had a problem. He foundered, whatever that means. <laughs> Tripped. <laughs> yeah. Hit a rock. Horsey things. Hurt his leg. So anyway, Temple was forced to leave him behind and he had oh. to buy a new horse. A red and white pinto he named Wiley Haynes. <laughs> okay. as, as you do. <laughs> After that would be somebody. a significant expense. I don't, yeah. Did they have the budget for that? They must have. That's a very, I mean, that's, and that, that was kind of like buying a car. Horses were... Pretty expensive back in those days. Mm-hmm. Hmm, interesting. Um, maybe they, they um, made some money from selling pictures of themselves or something like that. Yeah, maybe they did make money along the way. Although I, I've heard, you know, in stories that they made money, but it didn't say how. So Dollar I per I picture. I don't know. That's what it, I think. Or it could be just people just gave them money. Well, okay. <laughs> Even better. But, it's like GoFundMe of 1910. Yeah. Well, I told you Temple, Temple's blanket was stolen. It was actually stolen at a livery in Chicago. Mm. Fucking Chicagoans. Some kids, you know, felt uh, probably envious, but also, what's the word I'm thinking of? Hateful, angry, competitive, jealous, competitive. They acted unimpressed and would challenge them to a fight. Dumb. They had to ride through driving rain and muddy roads, and they basically only had directions, you know, from one stable to the next. Bud nearly crushed his leg in a fall, and Temple, on this trip, suffered a bronchial infection, and a doctor in New Jersey measured his temperature at 103 mm. Uh-oh. and ordered him to rest again. Temple was a sickly little sick. He didn't want to rest this time either. No, no. Yeah, sick twice in two years. That's, yeah, that's amazing. Brutal. <laughs> well, every time they go on Trump, Temple seems to be sick, which means Bud has to do all the chores and the stuff like that. Yeah, Temple. Mm-hmm. They had lots of fun and adventures on their trip, too. It wasn't all just riding horses through rain and mud. They visited a brothel in southern Ohio. In St. Louis, they got to drive a train, which was a high point for Temple, and he decided that's what he wanted to do. A 
a train he wanted conductor? To, yep. And they saw a car for the first time, also in St. Louis. Mm. Bud fell in love with cars. So he's going to be a race car driver. They got to sleep in a firehouse in Cincinnati. They were made deputies for the day in Dayton. They were <laughs> given... They killed a black person, because as you will. They were given badges and clubs. They, they, they for sure. They for sure. And they were shown all about fingerprinting, which was very new at the time. Yeah. They visited the Wright Brothers Airplane Factory, wow. where Wilbur himself gave them a tour, and they got to sit at the controls of a plane which Temple thought was the best thing in the world and said, one, one day I'm going to have one of these. So he's going to be a pilot and a train conductor. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, he's seven. He's, you know, if, if there were astronauts, he'd want to be an astronaut yeah. too. I wanted to be an astronaut. And in West Virginia, when they were at a hotel and Haley's, Haley's, Haley's Comet was... I'll let you struggle with that. No. <laughs> what is it? Haley's not, or Haley's? I'm not Haley's. sure. <laughs> Haley's, Haley's Comet. Anyway, it was Haley's Comet time. Oh, that's when Mark Twain died then. Oh, really? They were roughly. guests of honor. They were woken up by a hotel clerk or a hotel manager to come and watch the comet, which I guess nobody knew if it was going to... There was like a story that it might hit the earth or... What? Yeah, something. But, <laughs> but they were also told this happens every 75 years. So they were young enough that they might be able to see it when it comes back. Maybe. (laughs) Shit. They'll be old as hell. Well, kind of. Hey. 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 (laughs) So when was the last time Haley's Comet was 1980, mid-1980s then? I don't know. No clue. Well, we were alive. I don't remember at all. I mean, I I vaguely I remember vaguely, yeah. But I don't know if I saw it or not. I mean, in real real sky. I didn't see it. In real sky. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. I not did not. On, I know I did time. not see it. Yeah. It, yeah. Hmm. I've seen comments. There was that comment a couple of years ago. Yeah. Neil Wise. That was a fun. I'm still waiting for a comment to come back so the, the lords of space can uh, take earthlings and return us to our homeland. That's how that works. Hmm. Okie dokes. Well, in Washington, D.C., after they had been on the road for about five weeks, they visited both the Senate and the House of Representatives. Damn. Which Boy, they pooped on the speaker's desk. <laughs> what? And they wanted to be, and now they want to be the president. <laughs> no. But the House of Representatives stopped its proceedings so the members could hear of their adventures. So they both made speeches okay. on, the ho- on the floor of the House of Representatives. That's oh, my funny. God. And then I had diarrhea, <laughs> and then my horse broke her leg. Some kid took my blanket. These were also the days when you could just cold. knock Waltz. on the front door of the White House and say, can we come in? Hello. Hi. Mr. Wilson. Mr. Taft. Mr. Taft. That's right. Never mind. They went to the White House. You're fat. Because you you're a kid. You don't have a filter. Yes. Where they wore high boots and cowboy hats. And Temple also wore the badge that the chief of police in Dayton had given him. And they were asked, hey, you guys want to meet the president? William Howard Taft? Right away, we'll bring you right in. He might eat us. I don't (laughs) want to meet him. Well, Bud said, let some of those senators and other fellows have their chance. (laughs) What is this child? They they liked Taft, but their hero was Teddy Teddy Roosevelt. So he said, when we go to see Teddy, 
He sits on he sits down on the floor and plays with us, but Mr. Taft didn't do that. Well, because he would never get back up. I think Mr. Taft is great, but you know how it is. is. <laughs> 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 no, I don't, but I like that saying anyway. I mean, he might have been saying, you know how it is. He's too fat. He yeah, can get yeah, down on the floor be. and play with us. Temple later described their journey from Washington to New York as one big parade, cheering people lined the streets and you know, would try to stop them and, and ask them questions. In New Jersey, they were followed by local armies of small boys riding stick horses. Okay, well that's that's oh. super cute. It, uh, oh, I thought this was going to be like a roving gang of like... <laughs> they were know. attacked by small yes. boys riding stick horses, like so they newsies. easily outdisted them. <laughs> Warriors, come out and play. <laughs> well, in New York, crowds thronged the boys. I don't know if that's really... a. I sounds, thought it was a noun. Sounds dangerous. No, it's a, it's a verb, too. Sure, why not? Shouting their names and grabbing at their hair, which, okay, oh my God, now this these really are is. small children. Yeah. This I'm is, scared. Are they, they going to be on the Ed Sullivan show and become a huge and have yeah. their last and then break up at Candlestick Park and well, become hippies? Become a, okay. Someone took a flower from Temple's coat. Cute that Temple had flowers on his coat. Mm. In uh, I, This is the mayor of New York, William Gaynor's office. Temple was so little he couldn't see the mayor couldn't see him. So the mayor asked Louis why he hadn't brought his brother before realizing he was just sitting on the other side of the desk. <laughs> he was ah. too small, he couldn't see him. They talked about boots, and Mayor Gaynor asked Temple why they didn't ride the same horse because they're so little. Yeah. They didn't have a snappy comeback to that one. Well, they probably did, but it was edited <laughs> because I, it was pretty dirty. Lost to time. They also met the police commissioner who asked Temple if he wanted to be a mounted police officer. Temple said no. He'd rather be a hotel clerk. So okay. Temple wanted to be everything. <laughs> ah. So the LA Times had the headline, Temp admires hotel clerks. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, you know that good, is breaking news. Right good now. representation for the hotel good. clerk industry. Sure. Yep. He was a one-name celebrity. Temp. Yep. Temp. Temp, temp and share. In describing the mob scene at their hotel in Manhattan, the New York Times headline blared. Abernathy boys put ban on kissing. <laughs> What's happening? Not sure that means. <laughs> was there kissing before? <laughs> I'm assuming you know. Old ladies would, and probably young ladies, would want to kiss them. Oh, I get it. Mm -hmm. okay. Scream and then kiss them. I mm -hmm. thought they somehow banned kissing just in general for no. a time when they ah. were in. They didn't want to be kissed. They become okay. lawmakers. Stop kissing us. Fearless youngsters who have ridden here from Oklahoma, mobbed by women, surrounded by mounted, pol mounted police, they have a triumphal march to their Broadway hotel. That was all the headline. Okay. That's a long-ass <laughs> headline. You got to edit that shit down. <laughs> Their dad Temp goes Broadway should have been the headline. <laughs> yeah. uh, their dad Jack had probably ridden a train out yeah. to New York Jack to was join them. Than his children. <laughs> I, I'm not so sure he let them do this in the That's first true. place twice. Well, the boys and Jack were among the VIPs who were allowed on one of the cutters sent out to greet Roosevelt when he returned. Damn and. And then Bud and Temple rode Sam Bass and Wiley Haynes just behind Roosevelt's carriage in front of the Rough Riders on the five-mile parade up Broadway. Jesus. It was like a ticker, ticker tape parade for they Roosevelt. Were, they were pretty huge. And they I were know. Right there. Why are they, they so They've been pretty much lost to history, though. Mm -hmm. I haven't, I've never heard of them. Yep. Never heard of these little tykes. What? 
At the end of the route, <laughs> Yikes. Teddy jumped out of his carriage and went to the boys with an oversized teddy bear he'd been given, oh. draped in flags of the world, and said, here, Temple, this is for you. Bud, you don't get shit. Right, I was going to say, fuck you, bud. And in the stores, you know, uh, lining the the parade route, they were all, you know, in all the windows, there were just tons of teddy bears. Teddy bears became the the thing. That's why they're called teddy bears. Mm -hmm. Bud, you're 10, you're too old for toys. You had nothing. You're a man now. You got to go get married (laughs) soon. Aren't you shaving? So Jack shipped the boys' horses back to Oklahoma and they were allowed to stay in New York City for a few days for sightseeing, and he, they planned to go home by train. But Bud and Temple had a better idea. Girl, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why not buy a horseless carriage? You they were a car? Yes. Okay. This is they were 10 and 6. I'm guessing they were probably 10 and 7, or maybe he was 6, almost 7. But... At the time, there were no restrictions on driving age. Hmm. So, because there were 12 cars in existence, <laughs> if yeah. they could drive it, they were allowed. Jesus. Their dad, Jack, was skeptical that right, they would yeah. be able to. He should learn not to be skeptical. But told them he would consider their request if they could find a small, simple automobile that they could actually handle themselves. He gave them one day to search. Jeez. Go, boys. <laughs> Find yourselves a small, you know, something in New like, York I City, know, a Pinto, maybe a, a Geo Metro. Well, apparently, <gasps> they there were several auto shops yeah. in Manhattan or auto showrooms. At their last stop, they discovered a small red brush runabout. Never heard of the mm, brush no, automobile. I have not it featured a single cylinder. Okay, a chain <laughs> drive. And a fuel pump that would help with climbing hills and the price tag, $485. Christ. Ah. This is the one thing that I didn't check the price for today. Oh, that's a lot. Well, thousand. If, if $100 was 3000 Okay. Then it's almost five times that. Yeah. That's, a, that's an expensive car. The salesman promised if it broke down on the way, he would pay the freight back and refund their money. Hmm. What? Yeah, Since when is a car had, salesman being nice? Because he's not nice. He's, you, trying to, he's trying to close the deal. He yeah. has no intention of doing that. He's a car salesman. Are you kidding? The advertising, the free yeah. advertising you still. get for this would be worth... The, he should have just given them the car. He's still a car salesman. He'd be battling his natural instinct to do anything right by humans. <laughs> so Bud spent an afternoon on driving lessons... Just one. Okay, plenty you of know, time. Yep. Some people now still drive like they did the same thing. So did he drive? For the, did he drive for those film strip kind of thing where you have to when the, when the old lady comes out, you have to hit the brakes and the fake thing and on the in the van. What the fuck are you talking that's what, about? That's what driving school was back in our day. Simulators. Simulators. We had simulators oh. at first. Before you got into a, a car, you had a simulator, and like people would like walk and run into the street in front of you, and you had to break in time and things like that. It was that's great. terrible. I thought it was just your friends. They like. <laughs> Pulled um, grass along. So no. You thought you were driving. Uh, you accelerated when the child went out on his bike. So <laughs> it was actually fun. Yeah, it was cool. It's like they they'd pull up this trailer it's an early to the vi- school yeah. parking lot. Yep. For me, that was the GameCube. <laughs> it yeah. was an early video game. Yes. So anyway, um, Temple was also able to drive the car, but he didn't get to drive it very much because How? he'd have to like sit on the edge of the seat and like basically lean up against the steering wheel to actually, you know, be able to hit the pedals. <laughs> yeah. You stand and Bud had to push the pedals <laughs> for him. He probably wasn't fucking tall enough to ride the damn Ferris wheel, let alone 
drive a Model T, well, a bush red thingy? Their dad, bush runabout. Their dad oh, was actually inspired brush. to buy his own automobile. Okay. He bought a sturdier Maxwell touring car. Oh, they're very nice. No idea. And he hired a chauffeur to drive him home. You know, that was actually pretty common. <laughs> Because not only did not know how to drive, but they broke down constantly. Mm-hmm. And if you could, yeah. and the chauffeur was a mechanic chauffeur. Yeah. So, well, Temple and Bud didn't yep. have a mechanic chauffeur. God. So the boy, the boy, the. <laughs> I like the boys. So <laughs> the, the boy, the boy, the bo- bo- boys. <laughs> the boys, mostly Bud, but actually sometimes Temple drove themselves. They had goggles and dusters. Of course they did. I, I hope they also had driving gloves. They must. Everybody oh, had to have yeah. driving gloves. I feel like we should still drive like that, even in air-conditioned non-convertibles. <laughs> With power steering. Mm-hmm. Oh, occasionally I see some man, man. always a man, always wearing yes. driving gloves. It's I love hilarious. Gloves. Really, you have power steering. <laughs> we don't need it. <laughs> well, they made good time. They stopped along the way to visit Niagara Falls and the brush, the car brush factory in Detroit. Their dad's car, however, the, the sturdier Maxwell, caught fire along the okay, way. Okay, see? Burned the boy's souvenirs, Aww. including the teddy bear. And the chauffeur. From Teddy Roosevelt. Aww. The car was salvageable, though. I would s- clearly buy another teddy bear and say, this thing didn't get burned. Here's this, the one. But what teddy. about all the flags yeah. of the world? You don't worry about that. They're not going to care. The, the, the flags flew off. and the Flags flew off. There we go. The wind. So the car was salvageable, and they motored into Oklahoma City on July 30th, and they were guests of honor at a reception at the fairgrounds sponsored by the new Oklahoma Auto Club. That trip, 2,512 miles, took 23 days. Mm. A lot quicker. Much quicker. By motor car That's than That's those horse. horseless carriage. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, promoters soon learned that there was money to be made, of Off course they the did. Abernathy boys' fame. They starred as themselves. <laughs> they're, they're hawking shaving cream and in liquor. A, Dollar in Shave a Club. 1910 silent movie. <laughs> oh my God. It was, not, it was uh, not a true story. It was called Abernathy Boys to the Rescue. Oh God. Quote A story of the real wild and woolly Western type which will arouse your enthusiasm, which will buzzle with excite bubble with I, excitement you know and what? interest. Stick with buzzle. <laughs> it had to do with them like saving some Damsel guy's fiance who had been kidnapped <laughs> by ruffians and <laughs> what the six hell? And I, I think Temple Temple went off to save the girl and Bud went off to save the man. It was ridiculous, that, but cute. I'm I would sure it was to cute. See it. I know. Yeah. Do they have it? Is it in existence? I don't know if it is or not. Huh. What was it called? Abernathy Kids to the Rescue. Oh, that's right. Abernathy Kids that. to the Rescue, 1910. They, they had were, a short-lived series right after that. Yeah. They were hired as spokesmen for the Brush Company for the <laughs> 19, 1911 auto show in New York. They that's were, not a bad plan. Yeah. Basically paid to sit in a booth and talk about their adventures. But they were flown there. Flew it out. First class. By the... Um, the Brush the, Company? No, by the Wright Brothers, mm-hmm. remember? Oh. <laughs> First class, which means you sat in the back of the single-engine biplane. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Fred Thompson and Skip Dundee, who built the Hippodrome Theater and owned Luna Park on Coney Island, paid Bud and Temple to sit on their horses on the boardwalk and talk about their adventures. <laughs> to keep them dance. in the public eye, 
Thompson and Dundee arranged an elephant and donkey race from New York to Washington. <laughs> Wait, what? Is this political? Yes. It was Well, now we have an old guy in, in Las Vegas who lets you kick him in the nuts as hard as you can for twenty bucks. So we've yeah. had these kinds of things for a long time. Well I'm the, confused. The elephant and donkey, Jack, you're right. It was ostensibly to predict the winner of the upcoming presidential race. They were accompanied by animal trainers. Bud rode the seven pound, seven pound, seven thousand pound <laughs> elephant, and Temple got the donkey. Well, they should have had a moose, because the donkey won. The elephant finished third that year. The moose finished second. Oh darn it! Anyway, the race was called off in Philadelphia when oh. the elephant was too exhausted to keep going. <laughs> Not the Ellie. <laughs> uh, so then they electrocuted it by Thomas Edison. Well, <gasps> probably that man. Pr- promoters thought of an even grander scheme for the boys. A $10,000 challenge for them to travel from the Atlantic Ocean to the Pacific Ocean on horseback in 60 days. Mm. Bud was now 11. Temple was 7. They would be allowed to rest on Sundays and not ride in bad weather without it counting toward the 60-day total. And they would be allowed one change of horses and... The last twist was they would not be allowed to eat or sleep under a roof for the entire journey. Mm. So they agreed. They mm. thought it was great. And no talk anywhere of getting their dad's permission. No. So I guess by this point, from this, he's just he's like, up. you guys do whatever you want to do. Let me think about it. Dad, we've already signed a contract. I'm sorry. So at midnight on August 11th, 1911, the boys and their horses emerged from knee-deep water in the Atlantic Ocean okay. where they dipped a flask into the ocean to get seawater to then and take to dump in the Pacific Ocean. Oh, well, that seems like that could cause some serious ecological problems, but go ahead. <laughs> in San Francisco's Golden Gate Park, there were thousands of people there to cheer them on. They did not stop long for receptions and parades, they slept on the ground in bedrolls, and as summer became fall, they would burrow into haystacks for uh. the warmth at night. In fact, their dad met them somewhere along the route, and he was really concerned about how they were going to keep up with their challenge to not sleep indoors. And I forget where it was, but it was cold and kind of yeah. snowy, and he saw they burrowed themselves in haystacks. You know, I think I do remember this, because over going when they're going through the Donner Pass, I think Bud actually eats Temple, and that's how it ended. Am I right? No, but okay. they did Damn go it. over the Donner Pass. Damn it. And which, okay, so Temple ate Bud. <laughs> Somebody's got to, there's got to be some cannibalism, that's tradition. We always do when we go over the Donner Pass. Yeah. Well, some sympathetic towns knew about their restrictions, and they would have a table full of wonderful food and drinks set up for them outside so they could stay outside and eat and never have a meal indoors. Some people never heard of them, didn't care about them, and chased them off their property if they tried to set up camp. Those are people who don't read the New York Times, probably. They traveled through the Rockies, over the Continental Divide, and into the Great Salt Lake Desert, where they ran into some trouble. Mm. They woke up one morning to find their horses were gone. Oh, no. Yes. They spent three days, by Mormons. three days searching in the shadeless desert, no Great. food or water. And Temple 
later would say, I think we both suddenly realized that we could die out there in the oh, heat. Oh, now. <laughs> the irony. They had little food and almost no water left. And without the horses, it would be impossible. So they at last found one of the horses and then they caught up with the other one in Kelton, Utah, where the horse had wandered to in search of water. Oddly enough. There, they got food, drink, and fresh supplies and followed the railroad tracks out of town. A westbound train screeched to a stop when it saw them. The men aboard the train offered the boys a ride (laughs) and said, you know, we can take your horses too. They can't do that though. And that way it would spare them, you know, three more days of riding through the desert. Bud said, no, sir, Uh we can't do that. It would be breaking our contract. One of the crewmen said, we'll never tell. And another guy said, that's right. No one will ever know. And Bud said, we'd know. Uh, And also, yeah, they would, because everyone on this train would tell someone immediately. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) So they pressed on. They made it through Nevada to California, then San Francisco to Golden Gate Park to dump their flask of Atlantic water into the Pacific. And eventually cause global warming. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty sure that's the origin. I don't think so. They had ridden 3,619 miles in, guess how many days? Um, 60, 80. 59. 62 days. Oh, those little fucking slackers. I'm assuming taking into account Sundays and bad weather days. Yeah. They so missed, really, in real life. Whatever, probably more than that, 80 yeah. 80 days. They missed the goal by two days. <sighs> so they didn't get the $10,000. But they set a record for crossing the continent on horseback breaking the old record, which was 182 days. Hmm. Really? Their expenses, because they had expenses, oh, yeah. $2,800. Oh, my. Yeah, that seems like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah. They thought they were going to get ten grand out of it. Nope, yeah. they got nothing. They blew it. Should have not lost your horses in the, Ute- in the desert. Yep. Yeah. Neither one of them cared very much about missing out on the prize. They're little kids. They don't yeah, care about money. Right. Uh, Bud said, it was too hard. <laughs> We averaged nearly 60 miles a day when we rode, and it was too far. Temple said, gee, but it's great to get here. I like the trip all right, but sometimes it got cold, and then I didn't like it so well. I want the deepest feather bed I can get in this town. (laughs) (laughs) Oysters. I'll demand oysters. I think they could sell their stories from newspapers and make some sweet, sweet cash. That part. Maybe. Do more movies. Mm-hmm. More yeah. Abernathy Boom. Boys to the Rescue Part 2. Yeah. Probably. I think they're probably in the black on their oh, yeah. whole oh, endeavor. Sure. Their final ride came in 1913. The maker of Indian motorcycles, there was no R oh. in, in the word in those days, offered them a custom-made two-seat twin-engine machine if they would travel on it from Oklahoma to New York City. Temple was nine, and Bud was 13, and the company, you know, they had to learn how to ride a motorcycle. (laughs) So the company would also send a mechanic to ride a second motorcycle along with them. So they taught themselves how to drive the 500-pound motorcycle. I'm sure it was Bud driving. They headed out. They stopped along the way to give demonstrations and visit dealerships. But by this time, roads had improved so much, they were able to um, get up to like 70 miles an hour mm. on some of the paved stretches. So much later, uh, Temple wrote a book about their adventures called Bud and Me. 
Mm. Or actually, I'm sorry, Temple didn't write the book. <laughs> Temple told all these stories to his wife. Okay. Oh. She ended up writing the book. He said, at this time, you know, with the motorcycle thing, we were salesmen now, not celebrities as before, and we didn't have to deal with reporters and crowds. I miss the excitement, but all in all, I liked it better because we were free to do as we pleased. Although we didn't realize it at the time, our cross-country travels as the Abernethy boys were at an end. So that was it. They were done in no 1913. More no more trips. There is a statue, like a bronze statue of them as little boys. It's uh, on the lawn of the Tillman County Courthouse in Oklahoma. It was dedicated to them in April 2006, a month after what would hmm. have been Temple's 102nd birthday. Did they see Damn. Haley's Comet again? I do not know. Damn, I hope so. Sorry. Well, how long did they live? I don't know. Hmm. What? I don't know. Did they really exist? They really did exist. (laughs) Their celebrity childhood wound down. World War I was was a coming. Uh, mm. They they went to military school in San Antonio. Eventually, Jack became a wildcatter. He went into the oil business. Actually, his... Oh, that was the dad. The the dad went into the oil business and relocated to Texas. Temple then followed his dad into the oil business. And oh, I thought he was going to be a train conductor or a, a hotel no, bellboy. He didn't Clerk. Do, didn't do any of those things. Come on, be a bellhop. Bud went on to graduate from the University of Oklahoma Law School, where he became a lawyer. He was a prosecutor and eventually a judge. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. Not a lawyer and an oil. <laughs> I hate them. That's it? The That's the story? Okay. Isn't that a cool story? That's a great story. Cute little, fun little romp through the... Yes. Through the range. Their oldest sister, Kitty, became a nun. Did she? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. She got thee to a nunnery. What happened to Jessie Pearl? Oh, she died. Oh, that's right. No, No, Jessie Pearl, the daughter. No, that was the mom. The mom. Jessie Pearl, the daughter, married some guy in Texas, but I saw a a comment on some article by one of her, like, great grandchildren who said she be, was just a spunky adventurous woman and she was great she did all this shit got no attention for it probably um, she actually was with them but they wrote her out Goldie the deaf sister married a deaf guy double deaf yep yes, as they say and I'm yeah. assuming had a happy life a happy deaf life and then I don't remember what happened to the other sister they all ended up pretty much I think in Texas the end. Delightful, Carrie. Yeah. I never heard of him. I Me haven't either. either. I'm surprised, actually, that they're not more widely known. I know. Well, there are, in addition to Miss Temple's wife's book about them, there are other books. The one cousin, I think Miles Abernathy, had written a book about them. I have heard, and there are lots of children's books too written about them, but I have heard that some of the the books written, you know, more contemporaneously with the story have a lot of racism yeah you know what do you mean what little touchy things in them about native americans and black people and and they were killed as an engine that kind of thing are you surprised (laughs) yeah Yeah, no i'm not surprised at all that should be uh, yeah well they probably were awful people in real life but i don't think they were i think they were wonderful little guys <laughs> I think so too, Carrie. A lawyer I'm and sure an oil tycoon. Well, but anyway. you do what you do. Ugh. 
That's nothing wrong with that. Ugh. Depends on what kind oh, of lawyer you are. What kind of wild yeah. oil prosecutor? Well, yeah, sure, sure. He went after based on racism and was. Ding I don't dong. think he was called Hang Him High, bud. That doesn't matter. <laughs> okay, <laughs> if that prosecutor is now called Hang Him High, I guess they're good. <laughs> Well, that's a anyway. delightful tale, Carrie. That is uplifting. Isn't yeah. it, though? No, there's only one death, and minimal it was... Minimal death. Yeah, yeah, minimal death. That we heard of. A minimal death of white people. So, <laughs> very good story there, Carrie. Thank you. You're Thank welcome. you for that. Tell them where they can find us, or don't. No, I'm we not. We don't do that anymore? Okay. Uh, you know, on every podcast Thing. platform. <laughs> Everything. Okay. <laughs> but if you'd like to... You may leave us a good review. Yes. Only good ones. Five stars, preferably. And or 10 if it goes up to 10. I think oh. just five. <laughs> tell, uh, t- and tell us if you think the Abernathy boys came out to be good kids. Good little guys, as Carrie said. Or as Jack the over here, with all his cynicism, thinks they were evil. Okay. Well, on also now. online, there are several super cute pictures of them. Aww. And there's actually film of them riding behind Theodore Roosevelt really? in the parade. Yeah, you know what is interesting is how there are lots of major, I mean, real sensations of their day we've absolutely never heard of. Not even that, you know, even less than 100 years ago. Yeah. It's it's interesting how how common that is. Yeah. And how fleeting fame is for for the vast majority of famous people. Yeah. So remember that, Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> no one cares about you because they're listening. Well, in the age of the internet, mm-hmm. it'll be much easier. It will be for people's fame but to it will still be more readily accessible. Me. We would have had That's to go true. to some microfiche room okay. to <laughs> dig up old New York Times yes. stories about the Abernathy boys. Yeah. So, okay. Well, thank you, Carrie. You're welcome. Until Dean. next time, join us. I don't know what. <laughs> <laughs> to go on Bye. an adventure. See ya. Yeah, go go ride there to Santa go. Fe. Bye.